Uh, welcome to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and an interview with a local person of interest. Uh, welcome back to the Tiny Town Library. If you are a subscriber, we thank you. And hello to our podcast listeners who are new. If you're not uh, subscribed yet, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. My name is Bonnie, and I am lucky enough to be the library director here at the Daylin Memorial Library in Mott Vernon, New Hampshire. And with me today is my talented staff. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for coming in on um, the pre-Halloween episode we're having today. Uh, with me is Joanne, our children's program director. How are you? I'm great. How are you? You're looking witchy. Thank you. Because um, Halloween hasn't happened yet, so of course you still have to wear your hat. <laughs> and Amy, good morning. Good our morning. ILL specialist. Hello. I know you said you were a little off today, but hopefully this will get you back. Smooth sailing from here. <laughs> Smooth sailing from here. And Madison, our producer and uh, library assistant, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for coming. We couldn't do it without you. Of course. Um, we are recording this episode a little early to capture all the happenings in town um, starting the second Halloween is over, uh, which is in a day or two. But I do want to capture what happened at Witch Walk. <laughs> so we're going to start our segment out with our town crier portion. Um, Joanne, what's the tea on Witch Walk? What happened? <laughs> Spill the tea, sis. Spill the tea, sis. Um, it was a great night. It was our fourth annual Witch Walk. I believe we had around 60 witches. Ooh, did you have enough candy? We have enough candy. Well, of course, we'll find out on Halloween night if we had enough candy. But I'm predicting we have a lot of candy. I'm very excited about it. Um, we have a couple new spots for trick-or-treating this year. Mm-hmm. The Beehive is giving out candy, and the Water Tower Ooh. is giving out candy this year. So Don't check it that. out, kitties. Uh, the witch walk was super fun. Did you have good weather? We had perfect weather. Mm. Um, the witch attire was exceeding expectations again. Excellent. Although I might put in a new category for next year and bring back the classic witch. Ooh, thanks for the heads up. You're welcome. I'm going to start sewing right away. <laughs> <laughs> High neck, ruffle sleeve. Oh, and I, and I forgot to tell you, my sisters who started this idea in my head flew in on their brooms to join us for the adventure. How wonderful. It, it was really nice to see them. Yes. They flew um, actually on plane <laughs> um, in full witch attire, and they were pretty excited. I would love to have been on that plane. <laughs> they did put a spell and got the plane in a half an hour early. That's what the pilot said. So Okay, I missed Witch Walk because I was at my niece's lovely wedding. So tell me who won. Who won all the trophies? Oh, the categories. So we had Good Witch, Bad Witch. Uh-huh. So our own Amy was our bad witch. I'm not surprised. I know. This is what is this your third year in a row taking home? Yes. Like it's sort of like a best attire. You've category. got to build a cabinet at home for your trophy. <laughs> I know a museum of oddities. Right, right. Amy, what were you? What was your witch um, so? I was Ursula the Sea Witch this year. Very clever. Clever. It was clever. All right. Who was good witch? Good witch was Jillian Deanna, who was a vision as Glenda. The original. It was witch. perfect. She was just the perfect. And so what, she, what you're saying is no one can ever be Glenda. No, again. I I have she a Glenda no, costume that done. I think I'm putting in the trash. Let's burn right it. now. Let's burn <laughs> it. And um, she the, the my sister said they met her for the first time. She is good inside and out. And I said she is. She's yes. a very very lovely person. So it was perfect. Excellent. And then um, for best coven, 
we had the Mount Vernon horror story. Yeah. And um, it was a, like a modern take on American horror story. It's a, a show I don't I don't know. So they were funny. Yeah. They were funny. And I they looked, won. Well, if they won, I it looked, must have translated. I looked them up afterwards because I've never seen that show. Okay. And they really nailed it. Like, the, they had the, the hats and the hair looked right. Like, they looked like each of the characters on the well, show. So you put out was, a category, it was good. I mean, they can go crazy. Yep, so. so they did go crazy. And then there was um, two others. There was the traveling. Cackle. Oh, the cackle. But I was going to oh, just sorry. give a nod to the other coven that the other nearly covens. took it away. Ooh. And that was the Witches of Oz. They were really, yes, really lovely. Belinda? Yes, mm. yeah, yeah. That was that was really good. Uh, so then another category was best cackle. We had a brand new lady join us. Uh-huh. We had been invited before. Um, Lori Hayes. Who knew? Took it for best cackle. She was very good. And then did I forget? Mm. Oh, gruesome delight. Oh, gruesome delight. Right. There were a lot of gruesome food items. So much mm. so that it, it kind of. Okay, so I don't know. It, it kind of made me lose my appetite. Can so you take no. the word gruesome out? Maybe. Next year? <laughs> um, so Creative. we had two face categories, face <laughs> entries, but mm-hmm. Christy Gray's one Raw with meat. her ma- yep. meat yep. face and meat arms. <laughs> It so was creepy. Won. So good job, Christy. Like, excellently creepy. Really creepy. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm glad it went so, I think so that's well. All. Mm-hmm. Uh, your house looks spectacular from the outside. I can only imagine the inside. So thank you for you sharing. You are welcome. Um, Witch Walk. It's a lot of work, but it sounds like a lot of candy went out the door, and mm-hmm. Halloween's going to be amazing. So kudos to you. Thank all you. Right. That was the tea on Halloween, and have a fantastic Halloween night. I know we all will. The weather does not look perfect, but hey, you live in New England, you might be trick-or-treating in the rain, right? Bring an umbrella. Bring yep. an umbrella. Bring an umbrella. All right. Uh, one of the main reasons we're recording early is because New Hampshire Open Doors is this weekend already, and uh, the Mont Vernon Artisans will be gathering at the Mont Vernon Town Hall and the Mont Vernon Fire Department to display and sell their handmade goods this Saturday, November 2nd, and Sunday the 3rd, and the hours are always from 10 to 4. So wake up, have breakfast, scoot down there, and get in there early for the best selection. Um, Joanne, you are an artist, and do you want to talk briefly about that group? Mm -hmm. It's a really nice group. Um, They added quite a few members for this, this show this year. I've displayed several years, but I won't be around this mm-hmm. year, but it's a really lovely chance to do a little Christmas shopping early, see some local um, artisans. We have a large variety of artists in town from the, uh, let me see, like a hobbyist, hobbyist to professional. We have some very famous artists in town. What are some of the pieces we'll see there? You'll see, I think, pottery, lots of jewelry. There are silversmiths, many silversmiths in town painters stained glass stained glass uh, woodworkers um there's a quilter this year a new quilter oh a mitten person right yeah oh yes i saw that in the Mm -hmm. uh they have a postcard here at the library showing all the images of the the artist so Mm -hmm. um the other thing they do is a charity gift basket yes how's that work they always do a gift basket so each artisan will contribute a, a piece of their work could be you know tiny it could be very extravagant and in fact there are two ba- baskets one in each building and each year they give all the proceeds to a local group or charity mm-hmm. and this year I believe it's historic society mm-hmm. correct 
I think you're I think you're right. I'm not certain. Um, the library have been recipients in the past. Share, I believe, has been um, the fire department, the school. They we just kind of kind of take turns if somebody needs something. And it's um, I think it's very nice. And I think I think people enjoy uh, buying a raffle for that. So you might get a basket filled with handcrafts, and you are helping someone in the process and starting your Christmas shop. Mm-hmm. All right, well, don't miss that. Um, again, it's this Saturday, November 2nd, and Sunday, November 3rd, and it's from 10 to 4. Support your local artist. Uh, I'm going to move down the calendar. The next event is uh, Tuesday, November 12th at 7 p.m. Uh, the superintendent uh, from SAU 39 called me and uh, had a great idea. He wants to do a meet and greet in Mount Vernon. He did this before, right before voting, <clears throat> but I think um, spirits were high <laughs> about the school budget, and and uh, the people that came really just wanted to talk about the tax impact of the school budget. Uh, he would like to focus the conversation not just on budgets, but maybe the strategic plan moving forward. So he's going to be here at 7 p.m. It's very casual, meet and greet, come on in with your questions. He's very approachable, um, and he's doing it this time of year because I think they're going into budget season. So maybe he needs some ideas for how to spend tax dollars <laughs> or not spend them. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you to Adam Steele for coming on up to Mount Vernon, because not everything happens in Amherst, right? That's right. Community Supper at the uh, Mount Vernon Congregational Church will be held on the third Thursday, as it always is, so it's November 21st, and it's 5 to 6.30, and we don't know the menu, but I would suspect it's Thanksgiving-like. I would hope it would be. Let's find out. Okay. We'll find out. If it's true. So your prediction is Thanksgiving? Yeah. Amy, do you have a prediction? I think that's a good guess. I'm going to go with that, too. <laughs> All right. Turkey and stuffing, right? Mm, that is a good idea. Is that hard to make for a community? No. I don't think so. We'll cream. find out if we're right. All right. Do you think it's turkey? I think it's hamburgers. No, of course I think, <laughs> of course I think it's turkey. It's me, though. Right. <laughs> we'll find and then out. I very much look forward to this event. And no pressure to the general store, but I'm wondering if they're going to have a Thanksgiving wine tasting. Mm. And you know who I'm going to ask? Who? Dan Belmore. Good idea. interview today. So we're going to find out. And I hope he says yes, because it's always fun and delicious and tons of, you have to get wine. Wherever you go, you probably have to bring a little wine. You probably should if you know what's good for you. And I think that the wine tasting is a lot of work for him. So much. But I appreciate it. He would probably never admit that. No. All right, good. And then the library, uh, Sue Reese from Heather's Garden is hosting a Thanksgiving centerpiece arrangement class here on Tuesday, November 26th at 7 p.m. There are just 10 spots for this, and I did not make a Facebook event out of it. Um, It was launched on the MB Flyer first, and Mm -hmm. four people called right away, so the subscribers. Yeah, and then it's going to go in the Amherst Citizen this week, so I'm not going to put it on Facebook. We're going to see who sees it in the paper Mm. and reward them for reading the paper. I think that's a good idea, Bonnie, because some of the people find out about these things after the fact because maybe they're not Facebook savvy. And it doesn't seem fair. Mm -hmm. Um, She's only charging $30 for a material fee. And if you have ever attended this, the flowers are fantastic. The arrangements are huge and they last way past Thanksgiving. So um, fingers crossed that you get in on that class. And then Amy, what are the adult book clubs reading in November? So the Monday morning adult book group uh, will be meeting um, the first... No, uh, sorry, the first <clears throat> Monday in November, they're talking about an American family 
I think the author's name is Kazir Khan. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. <clears throat> and then they'll be handing out Skipping Christmas by John Grisham. Ooh. Oh, they've so done that. I've read that. They Are always they do. Maybe. Every December, they always discuss a book that's somehow seasonally themed. Do they have a party so, to go um, with that Christmas book? I'm not sure, actually. They should. They should. Maybe they maybe they all bring cookies or something. I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So that's so that's their book. So November is American Family. Then they're discussing skipping Christmas in December, and then for the just the classics book club, which meets the third Thursday of every month, we're talking about Wuthering Heights in November, and we're handing out Silas Marner for over the holidays. Ooh. Okay, I'm writing that down. Uh, We're going to add that to our show notes. Uh, Some of the feedback we got uh, from people last month was, I had to go back to the podcast to find the book that Amy mentioned. And so we're going to put that right at the top of the podcast um, title so you can see anything we mentioned today. So you don't have to, you know, kind of slug through this a second time. Although I like to listen twice. (laughs) Um, All right. Also, we have to plug the events that will be happening the first week of December. So I know it's only the end of October, but quick, quick, it'll be December in no time. So I want you to get out your calendars right now. Get out your phone, get out your your desk calendar, and we're gonna do some save the dates here. Uh, Because these are must-do events in town. A lot of work goes into these events, and we really look forward to them. So first up, the Mount Vernon Recreation Department will be hosting tree lighting on Friday, December 6th. And this is a magical night that kicks off the holiday season, and our own Amy Wyman is the chair of this event this year. Good job, Amy. Um, so since you're here, give us a sneak peek, but don't tell us everything, because okay. we're going to talk about it next month in way detail. Sure. Like, okay. what can we look for? Sneak peek. So it's um, 6 to 7.30 on Friday night. And so Friday's not normal, right? You that's correct. It had it had to be changed because of when Messiah is ha- the Messiah Sing is happening. So normally it's on Saturday. Can't happen the same night as Messiah Sing because then everyone would be fighting no for a parking spot. That would be ugly. So uh, I got the selectmen approved moving it to Friday. So it's Friday the sixth from six to seven thirty. The theme is a colonial Christmas. Ooh, I like that. And um, you know we'll have the usual things: cookies, cocoa, cider. Uh, the Daisy Scouts have already committed to sing by the tree, so Ooh, hopefully that will be sing. wonderful. We, maybe we can make it be like a little sing-along. That'll be fun. Uh, uh, do you need any volunteers? I was just going to say, we'll definitely need volunteers for baking cookies, and I know we'd be competing with uh, Breakfast with Santa, which is happening that same weekend. So we'll, we'll need some folks to, to make cookies, and then I'll probably need help with some cookie elves shall we call them, people to help, teenagers to help hand out the cookies and make sure that the cocoa is still hot and all those sort of fun. Okay, good. So um, some Sahuigan volunteers to get their mandatory hours. Right, get those hours in. Excellent. Well, that sounds fun. And um, tree lighting is a New England tradition. I mean, they do it all over the place, but specifically, like, every town in New England seems to have a tree, and you got to light it. So that's a popular weekend. Uh, So get out of work early. Get up here at 6 o'clock. Don't miss it. And um, the very next day, the Mount Vernon PTA is going to be hosting Breakfast with Santa, and that's Saturday, December 7th. And they usually open the doors about 8 and serve coffee, and of course, it seems obvious, Breakfast with Santa, you're going there, Santa's going to be there, meet and greet, maybe pictures, and I don't have the details yet because we'll be talking about it next month, but mark your calendar for Saturday for Breakfast with Santa. And then the other amazing event that's happening that same weekend Saturday, December 7th at 7 p.m. is the 32nd annual Messiah Sing. 
Um, this is at the Mount Vernon Congregational Church right on Main Street, and this is an annual event, highly anticipated, uh, standing room only usually, so mm -hmm. you got to get there early and get a seat. How many singers do you think are in the uh, It's usually about 100 it's people. It's awesome. Yeah. It's really, it's really spectacular. It's spectacular, and so that's Saturday um, night and Sunday afternoon, so pick one of those days. So um, I, I'm not sure which day I'm going this year because there's so much going on, but uh, I recommend uh, having a cocktail right before you go because you're going to be sitting there a long time <laughs> <laughs> or have a little appetizer because uh, it probably, is it about two hours? I feel it like, is. Yeah. And it's a donation. There's no charge to go, but they do accept donations. Uh, so we'll talk about it a little more in the uh, next podcast, but put those dates on the calendar. The first weekend of December is also loaded with craft fairs. Oh my gosh, there's a craft fair everywhere. Every time I see a sign, it says December 7th. I'm like, what else is that? <laughs> All right, that's all the news. We're going to move on to segment two, Amy and recommendations. What are you recommending this month right. for us to read? So I have been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately just because I've been busy, busy crafting and haven't had time to put a physical book in my hands. So I've been using Overdrive, which is great if people don't know about the New Hampshire State Library's Overdrive system. You can borrow uh, audiobooks and eBooks through Overdrive using your uh, Mont Vernon library card, which is awesome. So, and they get checked out the same way a physical book does. So you have it for either seven days or 14 days, um, and then it has to go back whether you've finished or not. So hopefully you get it done. But anyway, uh, so I just finished listening to a book called The Stationery Shop by Mirjan Kamali. And it was fantastic. It was just this great story. I don't. I, there's a lot of books I want to talk about, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But it was a really, really good, good story set um, partially in Iran and partially in the United States. So kind of a bittersweet, lost love sort of story. Um, the book that I just started, also an audiobook that I'm listening to, and we we have the physical print copy here is called American Royals by Catherine McGee. And it's Already so fun. It? It's so fun. I just started it yesterday. So this is the book that we couldn't decide whether it was adult or young adult. And we right. ended up putting it in young adult. Was Which that I the think, good decision? Yes, I think that's appropriate. Okay. It's, so it it's, is in it's the top adult. 10 young adult right now. Yes. So I felt like, all right, we made a good decision. But. And it's, it's written as though when the Battle of Yorktown happened, uh, that George Washington was made a king instead of being president. Ooh. So America for the last 200 however many years has been a monarchy and and it's set the story is based around um, the daughter of the current king. Her name is Beatrice and it's her kind of what's happening in her life and then she's got younger twin siblings and they're both a little wild and kind of the crazy things that they're getting up to. And then the people, the other sort of satellite people that are in their life. And it's just so fun. It's are you doing this on fantastic. audio? Yes. Where did to that you get audio. it on audio? Also through Overdrive. Oh, right. It's brand new. I put it on hold the second I saw it Good on job. Overdrive. And I just waited and waited. And it happened. It came in. So I will say that week. about Overdrive for Overdrive users. Um, the list sometimes can, the wait list can be kind of long. Because yes. there's only one copy for the whole entire state. So... That's Sometimes there's more than one, depending on the books, depending right. on like, there how might popular be it is. Harry Potters right, or right. Like there's that, yeah. So quite a coup that yes. you got it. So, yes. So I'm very excited, Excellent. and it's very fun. And then the the three books that I'm looking forward to that uh, I think one of them actually came out today is called Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson. Uh, it's maybe like a little touch of magical realism in it. Um, it's this woman gets hired to watch the twin daughters of 
her long time ago friend and the children have this thing where they just spontaneously burst into flames when they get angry <laughs> so you know obviously that doesn't happen in real life that's a little kind of a quirky thing what so, are you talking about uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. happens to me <laughs> so the, it, it just it sounded quirky and funny and it looked like it had some good reviews so i'm looking forward to reading that there's another book that's coming out next week called The Revisioners by Margaret Wilkerson Sexton. Also, maybe a touch of magical realism, um, part historical fiction, part more modern story. There's slavery, there's racism. It just sounded really interesting. And then, of course, Janet Ivanovich is out with um, <laughs> Twisted 26 later Ooh. in November. So gotta I read hope I reordered that. I gotta go so, look. And this one's all about Grandma Mazur. So. Mm. so about her she gets she gets married and then her groom dies like 45 minutes later or something and of course everyone knows how much grandma mazer loves the funeral home so you know this one's going to be good (laughs) (laughs) all right excellent um i am just finishing up well i finished up the testament finally oh my god it took me forever i don't know why and i'm very satisfied and feel all good about gilead and all that happened so um if you haven't read it yet do pick it up it's not too late and then I um, started Olive again, which is the um, second book from Olive Kittredge Continues. And we're right back in Crosby, Maine. And um, Olive is much older. She's uh, Her husband has passed away. And it's all about her relationships with different characters in town. And I'm about three quarters of the way through. Um, it's less depressing than the first one okay. because she's past that point in her life. And she's heading towards end of life. And she has a lot of wisdom for the different people she's interacting with. So like in the first two chapters, she like delivered a baby at a baby shower that she didn't even want to go to. And um, it's like very dramatic and very olive. So she's not dramatic. <laughs> she's this old woman who's kind of like a crotchety, you know, old teacher retired. And she's like delivering a baby in the back of the car. And, and you wouldn't expect that from her. Um, but you're seeing like a kinder side of her maybe in this book. So that's been very good. I recommend it if you read Olive Kittredge, keep it going. And then what happens in paradise? Can you believe it? I'm still on hold for that. (laughs) So I'm highly anticipating finding out what happens in Ellen Hildebrand's second book. And then The Body by Bill Bryson came out and it is getting great reviews. It's a nonfiction book. You know, he wrote Walk in the Woods and the British one. And um, they said it's it's his perspective Um, a lot of research went into it but like his kind of light writing about your body and how it heals itself or it doesn't heal itself so we have it here on the shelf and i think i'm going to get it on audio too uh, because it's nonfiction and because there is a lot of stuff about you know anatomy and things that might be better to listen to it maybe than read it so that's on my bedside this month and um, a lot of the christmas titles are starting to come in so if you're interested in reading holiday titles during the holidays, they're starting to show up on the shelves. And that's it. How about you, Joanne? Well, I'm still reading The City of Girls. I almost gave up because uh, I've been a little busy this month. <laughs> but you, Bonnie, you gave me some encouragement. You said, did you get to the part? And I said, what part? And so I went home and I picked up the book and I got to that part. And it started with something like, I don't want to say this part, Angela. And I'm like, oh no, this is the part. So I'm reading it. and um, Finish strong. I'm going to finish strong. And I'm also reading, it's a little book. It was a gift called Moonlight, Cobwebs, and Shadows by Rosalind Welcher. And it was a beautiful It's a beautiful book. And the illustrations, it's uh, three, three bits of short stories. 
and it was written in 1969. Ooh. And the um, the illustrations Ooh, are hauntingly nice. beautiful. Gorgeous. I love them. So, anyway, I'm enjoying them. Uh, any new books the kids can look forward to in November? They, uh, let's see, The New Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And, and their new dog, man. So, we'll Perfect have those timing. on the shelves. Do you think they do that on purpose so that everybody gets it for their kid for Christmas? Of course. Of course. Of course. This of course. is just marketing genius. All right, well, I'm so. going to read them because I still follow both of them. So, <laughs> I'm addicted to Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Are I got to know really? what happens at middle school. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. They read fast, though. Like, kids mm-hmm. can read it in a night. It's half yep. graphic, yes. you know. So. Right. All right, excellent. All right, we're going to pause for a moment because uh, we are looking at the front door for our interview. Uh, it's going to be Dan Bellamore from The General Sword. So stay tuned. All right, we're back for our third segment, which is the highly anticipated interview portion of the podcast. And look who is here today. Doesn't he look fabulous? He's it so handsome. Danny B., Dan Bellamore from the General Store, all the way from across the street. Which Thanks, is Dan. Literally across the street. We have the perfect view of uh, the General Store. Uh, we invited you here today because, well, you're our sponsor. You are our first sponsor of the podcast. Awesome. And if you want to sponsor yourself today, give yourself a whoopie pie as a reward for coming and <laughs> being on our program. But I seriously want to thank you for that. It's a nice little touch. And you do that for everybody in the community. You are a great supporter of Mount Vernon. So thank you for coming today to be here. Thank you for having me, ladies. Uh, Here's our, we're going to do some roundtable questions for you. Sure. Are you ready for the first one? I'm ready. Um, congratulations on successfully running and now owning the Mott Vernon General Store. Long time um, coming. Yes, you have been showcased um, in the newspaper, in magazines. In they books. Did, in books. They did a little documentary on general stores, and I think you were voted like one of the best general stores in all of New Hampshire, and you can talk about that. Feel free to brag about yourself. <laughs> uh, but my question is, please tell us the story of how you ever came to find Mount Vernon and how you acquired the general store. Loaded question. I had been looking, I retired from corporate America after 25 years in and had been on the road a lot of that time. So I saw the best and the worst of a lot of stores um, across the areas, including uh, Massachusetts, Maine, Vermont, and New Hampshire. Um, So once I retired at 45, I thought, what is next? And I really was interested in bringing back the general store. So we started looking and negotiating with people who had stores for sale, um, and we just couldn't find anything. And one Sunday, we just went for a drive and we were driving back from 13 from Massachusetts and we saw that the store was for sale um, and for lease. Um, so we stopped in and inquired with the broker and a couple of months later we had a deal and we were moving in and opening up. So it was pretty exciting. Well, here's something you don't know. We were praying for you, right? <laughs> yes. Like, so the, the general store had closed and because we have a straight shot view. It was of, sad. It was so sad and we're like, we couldn't get coffee anymore. We couldn't get gas. We couldn't get lunch. It was so sad. And we're like, can't someone amazing just buy it and make it great? Like, we know general stores are tough, but, like, we just need someone amazing. And then all of a sudden, you came. And I went over and met you, and I was like, he's amazing. And he's pe- amazing. And people saw you before it even went down. Oh, I did. I said, he had a cashmere sweater on. <laughs> he is so cute. There I is somebody, somebody looking. Somebody with amazing taste is mm-hmm. looking at it. Get over there and tell him to buy it. 
Yep. But we were a little surprised when we first looked at it because, of course, there's a house next door. Mm-hmm. And I said to Mike, um, you know, let's look at it and let's keep our mind open. And, you know, it doesn't look that good from the outside, but maybe there's some great detail on the inside. And, of course, um, when we walked through the house, it um, did not settle our fears on how bad shape that house was in. Mm-hmm. Um, holes in the floors, you had to walk across planks, the hearth had fallen through. Um, so anyways, years later, we're bringing it all back, um, saving everything, so it's exciting. It and this is one of our most exciting wine tastings that's coming up because, of course, now we own the store. Um, we've had the painters in, electricians, um, we've had um, the heating systems going in the house, all brand new floors, carpets, uh, the kitchen's coming in and it will be installed and all the trim. When? Um, it's coming. When? It's okay, coming. when is this new wine tasting? The, the next wine one. tasting, the next wine tasting is November 15th, 5.30 to um, 7.30. That's on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about 13 days away from Thanksgiving. Perfect which is timing. a little later your this wine, year. We just said it's important to show up at your dinners with a gift. Absolutely. And we're also, um, we've been tasting with a lot of different companies. In fact, later today, um, we have um, a distributor coming in to um, showcase some wines for the upcoming holidays. Um, we take that um, really seriously. We really look at all the wines, talk to the vendors, um, see if there are any deals that they need to move out of the New Hampshire warehouse. Uh, if we can pick those up and offer great savings to our customers, we do that. You're the best. So we're excited. We're excited about our menu. And it's not the, um, the only thing that's a little um, we're cautious about is, of course, we're renovating the kitchen through the holidays. Um, so we have, we have one new <laughs> oven that's come in. Uh, we have three others that are coming in. Maybe and a pizza oven? A little more, maybe, maybe. Rumors, rumors on the podcast. So, um, so that's exciting. Uh, the timing could have been a little bit better, but you just move forward. And um, everyone that comes to our wine tastings are always in great spirits. They're a lot of fun, oh, a lot yeah, of camaraderie. The um, there's hardly any room on a wine tasting night in there because everybody wants to come. So I give that advice. I, I say, get in there, taste the wines, have a bite, but then get out and let the rest of us in. Because <laughs> it's a, the line usually for Thanksgiving is social and fun and long and good. So we want a full house of people to go in there. And Absolutely. Right. So I think that is your best wine tasting. So we're hoping that November Jay, 15th. our fire chief, isn't listening to this podcast. I don't no. think he is. Oh, no, thank God. <laughs> I'm always in trouble with the police chief. I've um, never seen an over fire code there ever. No, it's um, perfect. Never. One, perfect one wine tasting. Yeah, we've had about up to 240, 250 people yeah, it's good. in the building, um, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone just gets along. And um, I think a lot of interesting things, too, is we've gotten a lot of people over the years to come that may have been a little intimidated who didn't know anything about wines and that's what we're there for we're there to educate yep we're there to educate and um, bring you up to snuff on what's going on in the wine all over the world all different vineyards um, everywhere from California of course let's start here Um, Washington State up and coming Um, of course there's Venezuela there's uh, France beautiful wines Germany South Africa so we have um, and I find it um, fascinating to just bring in all these different wines and let you try something that you may never have tried before or thought you would even like. Right, because we can 
can get Kendall Jackson anywhere, right? right? Like, no offense, Kendall Jackson, but like you're at the grocery store, or whatever. Like, we want to try different things, and you bring that all in for us. And beautiful labels, it's just perfect. So thank you. And we are um, strict on that. We do not do any scientifically changed, mass-produced wines. All the wines we carry are um, smaller vineyards, privately owned, who are doing um, everything naturally. So we have um, our CS Cab, um, Cabernet Sauvignon, which is um, just a beautiful wine. Um, they actually take the plant, um, the leaves and the vines, and put that in the vat with the grapes to give it that creamy texture. Um, wow. So some people will come and they'll tell us they know nothing about wines or they don't like wine. And that's like saying, I bought a pair of shoes that didn't really fit right, so I'm never wearing shoes again. <laughs> we know that, idea. that I know next like shoe that. sale, you are out there <laughs> right, trying on as many as you can. Um, so it's the same thing with wine. It may have been a smoky wine that you didn't like and you like more of a creamy wine or a sweeter wine, it was too dry for you. Keep trying so, them, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's the most fun is having someone that suddenly realizes not all wines are alike. A lot of them are vastly different. Um, so you can find the one that fits you best. Well, and you make delicious food to go with those wines, so that helps too. A little beef bourguignon and a cabernet never hurt anything, right? <laughs> right. And, and we're always telling people, you know, um, there are wines that you can just sit down and drink um, to take a break from the day. Um, hopefully not at work. Um, but when <laughs> you get home, oh, home and just <laughs> and have a glass of wine while that you're last preparing part. dinner. <laughs> right. Um, not in your purse. That's <laughs> not good. Um, but And we have a lot of fun with that. Um, you know, just going through all the different types. Um, and then some wines are just specifically made for food. It really, the food really changes the taste and you may um, open that bottle and when we first pour it, we'll tell you, try it. And people are like, oh, I don't know if I really like that. And then we say, go have this um, dish with it, whether it would be a chicken or a roasted turkey or a, a deep um, beef dish. And it changes the taste of the wine and they're all made to accompany each other. So some wines are good to just sit with and some wines are better with foods. Thank you. What no. an education. I wanted to go back to something you said about the uh, the wines that you sell are not chemically altered. And I was just reading an article about a lot of the wines that you might see somewhere else, like the grocery store. And a lot of the names were names that were flagged for having high levels of arsenic in them. And I thought, oh, oh my oh. word. And so I'm looking... And not a single one of your wines was on that bad list. And the, and that bad list, there were a lot of wines that are like kind of well-known. So thanks for saving wines. So thank you. Literally. Well, you know, not a Mike, single one. Mike and I actually got certified in Bordeaux. And Bordeaux um, are some of the Bordeaux that, that we've had. So we've had different wine tastings. We have the ones that are open to um, everyone in town. And then we have some that you've had to sign up for because we're closing the doors and we're going to give you an education on wines. Those wines usually are $58 a bottle and onward. Um, they can go to $70 a bottle. But most of those are made for a wine seller or a wine collector that they're putting in a cellar. And in 20 years from now, it's going to be a, a wonderful bottle of wine. Um, we went to 
um, a tasting at the Manchester Country Club and it was all Bordeaux's and they had a Bordeaux that was five years old and they opened it and let it breathe and aerated it and let us try it and it was all right. You know, I wouldn't throw it away, but it wasn't my favorite. Mm -hmm. And then they had that same bottle of wine that was 125 years old, or it was really an old bottle of wine. And they had actually opened it two days before the wine tasting to let it breathe. Um, and then we tried it. It was the same manufacturer, you know, and it was just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting for us, too, to go to... Um, try to learn as much as we can. And um, while we're on the subject, you know, um, we had a great uh, pourer. His name was Richard Gerard. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. he passed away. He was with us. He was um, represented um, Perfecta Wine in Manchester, and they specialize in really nice bottles of wine from around the world. And he was so great at educating our customers and helping them choose what was right for them. Um, so we miss him. Um, he taught us a lot, um, the whole staff, and would really make sure that we understood the region and how the earth affected the taste of the wine and the grapes and the temperature and the altitude. The terra. Yes, the terra. Terroir. Terroir, the terra. Um, all these different things. So that just makes um, your wine maybe a little more minerally, which some people don't care for. You might taste shale or a little iron in it or things like that. Um, but getting back to what Joanne was talking about, um, some of the wines are scientifically changed. So they have powdered tannins and they have powdered plum and powdered smoke. And sometimes you'll read, oh, with a hint of leather. Um, so you want to take a piece of their couch and throw, <laughs> right? So I asked this at um, a wine event, and um, this winemaker was famous throughout the world um, in making wines, and I asked him about wines that were scientifically changed, and he said it was a really great question because, yes, they're changed all over the world. Um, so you'll have people that don't own a vineyard don't grow any grapes and just buy juice or just buy grapes and then have to add sugar or tannins or these other products to, to try to get that flavor. Um, so all of the wines that we carry are actually naturally um, done. So some are done in cement vats, stainless steel vats, charred oak, um, cherry. You know, there's all different woods to give those different flavors. So that's how they get that natural flavor that you might have a little bit of plum um, or you know um, we have a great wine coming up for this wine tasting it is a little more spicy for the holidays I was going to ask you that what do you recommend for Thanksgiving what's your your go-to wine for Thanksgiving dinner I would have to say um, well my dad is a Riesling so he likes his wine um, sweet a little on the sweet side um, so we always start bringing in the Rieslings for the holidays because they accompany turkey and so many other meals so well um, so I would have to say a really nice dry Riesling mm -hmm. um, is probably one of my favorites. But when I do Thanksgiving, we're actually um, having like four or five different bottles of wine. So you're having just a little bit with each course that we have. Mm -hmm. So we still and my family do Thanksgiving and the holidays a little formal um, where everyone comes and, you know, dinner's ready and the wines are ready and we just 
dive right in and have a great time and catch up on the year if we haven't seen each other. Okay, wines are only one of the things that you're amazing at. I'm going to move on to the next question because I want you to talk about, um, as we're going into the holiday, gift baskets are big business at the general store. Uh, what's in store for the holidays? Are you shipping? Is there gift wrap available? Do you even know yet what you're doing? <laughs> we do. We have a whole plan. Um, we're a little behind on that. This year we were it's actually... <laughs> it's only October. <laughs> um, we're actually... Um, we have our... our we took a stand on really promoting New Hampshire and New Hampshire products and artisans of New Hampshire and um, different New Hampshire things. Um, themes, of course, you've seen our menu. It's all named after famous New Hampshire people to inspire kids to, they can be anyone they want to be, no matter where you're from, even a little town, a wonderful little town like Mount Vernon, you can end up on American Idol, right? <laughs> it's true. I've I mean, it. I've seen it too. Seen it. <laughs> We've seen it happen. Um, <laughs> So with our, um, our gift baskets, we have 28 local New Hampshire brands um, that we put in these baskets. And baskets is that general term. I think we all have enough baskets. Uh, right. It's not really baskets. <laughs> Fabulous ceramic bowls. I've seen a wagon loaded up. You did like Father's Day barbecue in a, in a like mini grill. Mm -hmm. Like you're very creative. So if you're short on a gift, whip in there. Absolutely. And... Um, you know, we've had people that have ordered um, larger wagons and want them filled um, for up to $300 and then have them shipped. Um, but we really try to specialize in if it fits, it ships. So it'll be affordable for us to ship anywhere in the country. Um, so this year we're bringing in a um, line of gift baskets, which is with a co-op of farmers all across the country. Um, so it'll all be made in New Hampshire, but it'll be private label for the Mont Vernon General Store. Ooh, and we're hoping label. to get that done and out there for the holidays. So we're excited about that. You can do it. You can do it. All right. Here's the hot question. Does it, am I interrupting everybody? Do you want to ask Dan something? Okay. <laughs> what do you want to um, ask him? Question number two was, the store and the house look amazing. You've been renovating it and making it fantastic, which we appreciate. It's always landscaped. You could eat off the floors. But everybody wants to know, what is the vision? <laughs> Everyone wants to know, what are you going to do with the blue house? The blue house. With the blue house. So if you're not mm. familiar, the general store was a dual property. It came with a house. It comes with Surprise. a house. And that has fantastic stained glass and bones and it's old. You're on, you're on the, um, what's the historic? The historic district. Mm -hmm. So you can never knock it down. You're not going to knock it down, right? We're not knocking it down. <laughs> no, no, no. Not after this, not uh, after coming this done. far with it. Um, well, you know people have fantasies of living in it, so they want to know if you're renting it, or is it going to be a pizza place, or is it going to be so A bed and breakfast, an ice cream stand. Can you help us with our fantasy of what it might be? Well, one of the things that we're thinking about is, um, and the bank is interested in too, oh, is banks. of course... Darn it, they have banks, to get involved. <laughs> If I could only do this all in cash. <laughs> um, That's your first problem. I know. We had the pumpkin carving contest for the kids this weekend. Yeah. And this elderly lady came out of the store and came over to the table and gave me a $20 bill. And I was, a little, I was confused. And I said, what is this for? And she said, you do so many nice things for the kids. Mm -hmm. Yet this is a fundraiser. 
I want to help. And I said, well, it is. It's the Danny Fund. <laughs> Light up, everybody. <laughs> All right, see how he's avoiding the and question. Then I, I know I he doesn't want to tell us. I just couldn't. I, tell us. I had so to cool. be honest with her and give her back her $20 because she thought was that a was a true fund. fund. It was right. a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. So it was just fun to have the kids. Um, so we're really thinking about making it um, a banquet hall and a bed and breakfast. Ooh, I so like it. So baby showers and small wedding groups or off-site meetings for companies. Right, you and of course, garden, we're right next door. We can porch. cater it. I have too um, many people so staying in my house all the time. It's I could true. send them right down to you. Get on that, Danny. All right, we like that, Ali. We like that idea. The bank liked that idea, too. Oh, they did? I bet. <laughs> They're like, keep making money. Keep making Okay, so that's exciting. Wonderful. Um, anyone else have a question for Dan? Well, I just wanted to say how uh, you make our town better. Oh, and so thank nice you. To say that. Thank you for coming to our town, She's tiny picking town, picking yeah. us. And um, you really do. You make uh, your treasure and you make uh, life richer in town oh, so we're happy nice to say that. we're happy Thank that you. you're here um, I, I don't you go inspire everybody on Main Street to be better mm-hmm. and to mow their lawn more and, and, and plant more flowers and <laughs> I know. more life like just gild that lily everybody <laughs> yeah uh, but when one person does it it's infectious and I think you really kicked off the main the revitalization of Main Street so awesome um, yes. we're excited we're excited to see where it keeps going um, yeah, don't it leave just us. keeps growing that's what I want you to it's do. amazing we had to take over the entire store building and we're already having those oh it's still a little too small mm-hmm. um, so we're trying to uh, the back now we have a refrigeration room and we have uh, more refrigeration coming in because we just keep running out of milk there's just so much well, we maybe can dig put. down and create like an <laughs> wine tasting room downstairs Ooh. with coolers I'm like no one needs to know just, no the no bank doesn't need to know <laughs> Even your best renovators don't want to go underneath that store. It's true. It might be devilish down there. Um, so what I do is I just put on overalls and get right down in there. And, um, yeah, Mike's always like, I can't believe you're going down there. Well, somebody's got to go down there and get this done. But um, we've had new sub pumps um, installed um, under the store. Um, so well, that'll keep yours, it nice so and dry. You can do what and, you want with yeah, it. and they have alarm systems. So we're really moving into the uh, you're times so, you're here. So you're wow. so modern. Wow. Um, and um, the heating system, um, we're, we're going to have the house will be heated Friday. Woo! We've got it. We've passed our inspections. So no more fur coats on the interior. <laughs> 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 right. I mean, Come on we over. We can have people coat. over and um, it won't be 50 degrees in there. Wonderful. All right. The last part that we look forward to in the interview is the speed round questions. Joanne. Yes. Are you going to give those questions? I'm ready. Are you ready for the speed round? I'm ready. Okay. What is the last book that you've read? Isaac Storm. Okay. That I got here at the library two years ago. <laughs> but I'm still plugging away. He's very busy. <laughs> he is very I busy. I the last chapter. It's oh, very God. You can do it. You can do it. Okay. What is your favorite Thanksgiving tradition? My favorite Thanksgiving tradition is when we go around the table and we mention our blessings, what we are thankful for. And um, we've been doing that, um, oh God, since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. So we follow that tradition um, at my house. And we always um, invite anyone who has no place to go to please come with us for Thanksgiving. 
right? We had um, some people of the past. Unfortunately, one of our friends passed away this year. Um, but um, so I think that's my favorite that's thing because one. you never know what someone's really thinking um, as a blessing. It could be so small, and it's just so important to take that time to think about what you really have um, and move forward with that. So I think that's, um, I think it's very powerful to do that, to, to sit every once in a while, probably with a really nice glass of wine <laughs> from that the furniture <laughs> store Always and count your blessings. That's yeah. right. <laughs> we are counting our blessings. I, that's what I'm going to do. Yes. Speed. Very good. All right, speed, ding. <laughs> what is your secret talent? Do you have one? My secret talent? Mm. Boy, that's a tough right question. That's <laughs> I know. A, tough yes. one. a secret yes. talent. Um, <laughs> I can ride a unicycle. What? Yes. What? You got me in the parade. That. Yeah. Oh. Put him in the parade. So oh, that is a good one. Very good. Okay. Open bar cocktail. What is your favorite? You're at an open bar. Quick. What do you want? I'm at an open bar and I want a cocktail. I would have to say. It would be a vodka martini Ooh. with a really big olive. Okay. Excellent. All right, good. And our last question, what do you want for Christmas? I have everything I want for Aww, Christmas. Aw, come on. I, I, have a I predicted world peace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not running for Miss America. <laughs> you are as pretty as her. <laughs> you are. <laughs> um, Wow, what was that question? I want to know what you want now? for Christmas. Because you always um, make Christmas happen for everybody else. You know, like you're making all the gift baskets for people. So we just wondered, what what would you want to see under the tree? What's a good gift I for work, Danny B? You know, I, I think I work really hard at trying to make the store a fun place to not only go into, but work there. Mm-hmm. So I think that as long as everyone that works there is really happy mm-hmm. um, and can see that all our hard work does pay off and go with their families and have a great time. I think that that's um, all I really want for Christmas. Isn't he the best? Yes, he, he can best. make a song out of that. But all I'm <laughs> for Christmas is a happy stuff. <laughs> Mike just asked me, what can I get you for Christmas? And I said, Mike, you made this store happen. You um, worked with the bank until it all worked out. And Mike is your out. partner. He's my husband, yes. Um, it's We're going to be 25 years next year together. Um, so it's exciting. And so when he asked me that, I'm like, like who gets a store for Christmas? And a house. And a house. <laughs> so he must be he's already house. done himself. So now what, what do I get him for Christmas? Exactly. <laughs> Just put a bow on. All right. Unfortunately, I do hear the town bells ringing in the background. It is time to open the library. Thank you, Dan, for joining us today. Um, Join us next month for our next episode. It's going to be all about the holidays and what's happening in December. And we don't even know who our special guest is yet. There's so many people to choose from. So uh, stay tuned. And thank you for subscribing. And thank you for coming to Tiny Town. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.